0: I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story
1: of the Maltese falcon. 600 years the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wings. I could tell you a thousand tales of the men and women who have hunted this evil
0: bird. But every story has the same ending. Murder. Listen to these incredible people all consumed by their passionate greed for the maltese falcon what have you ever given me besides money you ever given me any of your confidence any of the truth haven't you tried to buy my loyalty with money and nothing else what else is there i can buy you with I won't play the sap for you.
1: I haven't lived a good life.
0: I've been bad. Worse than you could know. We were talking about a lot more money than this. There are more of us to be taken care of now. that may be, but I've got the falcon. You may have the falcon. Me, have you? I've taken all the writing from you I'm gonna take. Get up and shoot it out. Stop it. The police will be here any minute. Now talk. Oh, how can you accuse me of such a tip? This isn't the time for that schoolgirl act. We're both of us sitting under the gallows. <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Late Late Horror Show. Hey, Sweeney. What's going on there? Hey, what are you doing there, Ted?
0: Um, anyways. Oh, can you keep that up the whole show? Film no- can you do no, that? No, I can't do that the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I was contemplating doing the voices for the whole show, but. Ah, Sweeney. here, huh? Laurie, oh.
1: Joe Cairo. You
0: should, um, anyways, you should do the whole show like that. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Anyways, we are in film oh, noir man. mode. Yeah. First of all, welcome. It's yes. the Late Late Horror Show. Check us out. Podcast. Today it's the Late Late the Noir iTunes. Show. It is the Late Late Noir Show. I'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out all the links below. Check out our Patreon. Do a search for the Late Late Horror Show. Give us some support. Uh, Facebook. Just do a Google search. Everything comes up. There you go, people. If you're listening on iTunes, there you go. Mm-hmm. You can find us over on YouTube. Uh, you can watch our ugly mugs. Ah, See? Not me. The mugs, I'm eh? sexy. Yeah. You can see Ted and his Muscle shirt, the Walrus. that never it's, was. It's what? My, it's
0: my uniform.
1: Oh. Anyways, yes, we are in film noir It's my money mode. making shirt. This is mainly a horror channel, but man, every now and then we love to do Gotta a branch movie. out. Yeah, branch out every now and man then. Can't do a live movie on we bread alone. And let me tell you, oh, what if you guys movie. have never been introduced. So this is just going to be a love fest with me oh. and Ted. You're going to hear a lot of stuff <clears throat> about Humphrey Bogart, Peter Lorre, uh, some of the other cast and characters in here. John Huston directed this. But anyways, um, we're going to just love on this for however long we go. And yeah. we if you've may go never while, seen it, but
0: or if you're one of those people that you know won't give a black and white movie a chance, and I know some of you guys out there, not so much art, our crowd that we have here but there's some people out there oh, hey. or people that just haven't been introduced to this genre of film before. This is considered like the king daddy of film noir. You know, this and, is and let the me tell you, film noir. F-
1: film and keeping you engaged in the 40s with this film not noir, a minute wasted. Not bam minute bam 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 bam. Especially in this movie, The Maltese Falcon, 1941, yes. um, directed by John
0: Huston. His first feature film. Yes and go on to become a great director. Actually. Great director. I the mean he was director.
1: He was an actor, a producer, everything else. Well, too, I mean he went on to direct a couple of the
0: Bogart Treasure of Sierra Madre, uh, African Queen. Oh, yeah. If in the 80s, if you grew up in the 80s and you liked that movie Annie with Carol Burnett and the, you know the Hard Knock Life, he directed that movie too. He, he was in battle for the Planet of the Apes, right? <laughs> as the lawgiver, yeah, the lawgiver, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so.
1: No, th- there's so many things we're going to touch on yeah. in
0: this show yeah.
1: that you're not even going to believe it. Say, um, but
0: yeah, it's, it stars Humphrey Bogart, uh, and that was kind of a star vehicle for him. I mean, after that, he Who's? was Humphrey Bogart. I mean, oh. he, was, he was commanding much bigger salaries. Well, after yeah, that after that film. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was about 40, 41 I think when he did right. that. Right. I mean, he, he
1: did films prior to sure, that. Sure. But this catapulted him to uh, you know, he a lot of seen. a lot of the other film noir type crime adventure type films that uh, he would become famous for like The Big Sleep, mm-hmm. another great one, Casablanca, you know, uh, I mean, it, you know, there's so many movies. The, the list goes on and on and on. But but this is the movie, yeah. Really, that catapulted him. And I'm not going to say Peter Lorre because he he had he he was there in the early '30s silent stuff. Yeah, right? he I mean, did some of them
0: German expressionism films mm-hmm. first. But he's in a ton of movies that we like. Yeah, Peter I mean, Lorre. You know, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. He's in a couple of uh, M- Roger Corman, you know, Vincent Price, Edgar Allan Poe movies. Well,
1: he was in one of. See, I no, was M. I was I was going to, uh, and we'll talk talk about it. I was going to work my way into what else Peter Laurie was in that. Uh, oh, and man. I'll get to it. Sorry, because I'm there's excited.
0: Other, no, no, there's so many crime. <clears throat> oh, but M is a great movie. crime. He's a elements. child killer
1: on the run. Yeah, yes, yeah. That for a for dark the horror for the horror fans, but I hope you guys stick around and listen to some of the stuff we got to say about the movie and about you know a lot of this film noir type stuff yeah. because. So interesting, but John Huston too, man, a womanizer in Hollywood, right? Uh, maybe, uh,
0: I mean, maybe. Oh, and he also he, directed *Moby Dick* from 1956, one of my favorite movies, with uh, Gregory Peck, probably the best ah, *Moby Peck. Dick* adaptation there's ever been. I used to watch it when it would be on right. Channel 43, like on Sunday afternoons. I love that movie. Yeah. It almost yeah. It's got it was filmed in such a way, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm. That it almost looks like a painting. It's it's done with these very right, odd yeah. type of colors. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to see it to know what I'm talking about, but maybe some of you have seen it. But anyway, I mean... Humphrey Bogart
1: also, <clears throat> before this, you said this kind of catapulted him, but there was another film prior to this that kind of was just as big as The Maltese Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, same kind of, not film noir, but crime, early 30s, uh, Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh, my with, God, with, yes. With James
0: Cagney. Does that need a Blu-ray or what?
1: Uh, she... There isn't a Blu-ray of that. There is not. How can there not be a Blu-ray of Angels with 30 Faces? Criminal. Starring James Cagney, one of the greatest gangsters. uh, Nothing like those
0: old gangster pictures.
1: James Cagney, Edward G. Robinson, um, Humphrey Bogart. Bogart. uh, Just to name three right off the Mm -hmm. top. Those were the three big famous guys. But uh, Robinson, Edward G. Robinson, and and James Cagney back in the day. uh, During the 30s, that was their... Gig, That's you know, it. the gangster films, Whitey, man.
0: Little Caesar, yeah. Roaring twenties, yeah. that had uh Humphrey Bogart in it too. That's a really good one. Yep, yep. So you know the dirty Obi- faces is top tier. Top tier. Oh yeah. These <clears> films
1: <throat> that we just mentioned here, I mean if you're a film buff, if you've loved the old gangster type movies and stuff like that, um, if Scarface, the newer ones in your collection, well first oh, of, you know watch the OG with yeah, uh, watch uh, Paul the, Mooney. Oh, I told them. I or what th- is,
0: is that, was that his name, Paul Mooney? I can't remember his name.
1: I can't remember. I think so. Jackie Gleason was in there from the Honeymooners. If yep. you know who that is. Boris um,
0: Karloff's actually in the original mm, Scarface. Right. Just a little like walk-on part, but he's in right, it. Right, right.
1: But but yeah, uh, you know, th- it was the gangster films during the '30s, and slowly in 1941, kind of. Uh, yeah, you can call some of the older movies in the '30s film noir, but it was a certain really style. Yeah, film noir... Very dark, dark smoky. atmospheric. Just picture a, mm-hmm. a picture, okay? Like a Polaroid or, or whatever you would take. <clears throat> Just a picture with curtains in the black background blowing, mm-hmm. um, a little dresser with an ashtray on there. Uh, lots of smoke. In little there. telephone. You know, that's the ambiance of... And a, gu- and a gun. And that's the... Um, well, <laughs> you, you know what? you got to put in the background a little... Femme fatale, pinup. There has to be a femme fatale. Um, so there's also the, um, that's the look and the feel mm-hmm. of film noir.
0: Film noir also is known for having some overt, to- like there's some underlying sexual and violent tones to it. Right. They couldn't kind show of, you these things. Yeah. But for instance, there's definitely some sexual undertones in Maltese Falcon, oh, right. um, both hetero and homosexual oh, yeah, And it. Yeah. <clears throat> you just gotta kind of know what to look for. As were a lot of the, in film noir, those things are usually in there. They're a little bit more gritty than, say, the average crime drama or gangster picture.
1: Yeah, as was a lot of the pulp fiction, which were kind of film noir novels that you would get back in the day. They were cheap little, what dimes store Mm -hmm. type, you know, paperbacks that, you know the public would go get enjoyed, little magazines you know. sometimes
0: yeah they had you know crime ones science fiction ones horror ones those are where say like edgar rice burroughs and yeah. and uh h.g wells you know they had stories published and things like that you know yeah. back yeah. in the day so. but but the 40s
1: quintessential film noir It, it slow it, it went into the early 50s but then started dying out soon after that. And now every time and something
0: comes out that's a little gritty, they like to call it a noir film, you yeah. uh, know. Well, yeah, it's kind of caught on now. Yeah, I mean, they try like, to call like Blade the, Runner, you know, a, a noir film. And maybe it is to yeah. an extent. An 80s
1: film noir. I mean, it, you know, a futuristic you know, noir, noir. future
0: yeah. noir, I guess. Yeah, if that's a more new subcategory. So. And it does fit it to some extent. Yeah, yes. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, diff, he's, different he's sort of is a Sam but, Spade of the future. Well, actually Blade Runner takes place in 2019, so. So we'll get into a lot of other things, but yeah, this. We have no replicants. <laughs> right. I'm disappointed. Now. But the Maltese <clears throat> Falcon. You, yes. you know, I, I should, and I do got references here just because. Based on the novel by uh, Dashiell Hammett, mm-hmm. uh, who was actually, um, had background in detective work. I don't know if you read up on, on him, but mm-hmm. he was one of the Pinkerton boys, you know, the Pinkerton detective. Good old Pinkerton. Yep, a very yep. famous detective agency and gone way these, back to the west some of these characters are actually based on people that he chased down people yep. that he encountered switched up a little bit here and there but these are based on characters that mostly the bad guys in the femme fatale yeah sam spade is based on he, what every pinkerton guy the tho- private dick thought they were yeah. <laughs> you know they all thought they were this guy yes yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, this is actually, even though it's 1941, this is actually the third time that that book, which was published in 1930, Mm -hmm. had been adapted. It was adapted, The Maltese Falcon, in 1931. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several years later is a film called Satan Met a Lady. Okay. And then finally they were going to change the name but they wanted to keep the name so then the Maltese Falcon 1941 so talking about remakes and reboots You have yeah, three it, of it, them right there it goes yeah. back and in, in, in 10 years a movie'd been made three times
1: yeah but this is the best and yes and it stars uh Humphrey Bogart again what well, well, it's it's a private detective uh, you know who you know again I'm sorry I I got to slow down because I love these <laughs> 40s movies with, a, I'm a big fan of detective movies, mm-hmm. crime movies, and the detectives of the 1940s and even 30s. It started with Sherlock Holmes, yep. Charlie Chan, mm-hmm. um, The Falcon is another one, uh, Mr. Moto, which mm-hmm. was done by uh, Peter Lorre.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he did.
1: Uh, I believe four times. I think there's four movies. I, I'm trying to remember. I got him in my collection, so they're there. But he plays Mr. Moto tremendously. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit down the road here. I'm just trying to get you to the point of um, me loving a lot of these detective films and working our way up to Philip Marlowe, who uh, he mm-hmm. technically, Humphrey Bogart plays Philip <clears throat> Marlowe in The Big Sleep. Yes. Another detective uh, of the day in the 40s. But in this one, he yeah, plays Sam Spade. With his wife,
0: or future wife, Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Some really good It Who was also in together.
1: Casablanca with them. hmm And um, the, the, a lot of these people were in Casablanca, too. Uh, Peter Laurie was in Casablanca, and so was, um, who was the guy, Green, Green Street, Sydney Green Street was in there, too, who, he plays, okay, see, I'm jumping all over the place. When I love something, I jump all over the place. <laughs> Let me just say real quick the, the synopsis, because it tells you kind of what... It's a a private detective takes on a case that involves him with three eccentric criminals, a gorgeous liar, and their guest for a priceless quest quest for a priceless statue, the Maltese Falcon, which ends up being the biggest MacGuffin. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's this thing. Well, don't give away. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I guess we go. But uh, stars Humphrey Bogart as Sam Spade, Mary Astor. Is basically the liar, mm-hmm. the the femme fatale, the girl, the the guy. He shows up in his office, you know, yeah. in trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's Sam Spade and Miles Archer. They're they partners. They work together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she shows up in the office one day, and her story is something like uh, she's trying to find her sister, who's run off with this guy named Thursby. He's a real bad dude. Thursby. And um, she doesn't know what he does. She doesn't know where he is. But she hasn't heard from. Him. It's not like her sister. Yeah. And they somehow think. She somehow thinks that you know she, her sister's being held by this guy against her will, wants these private dicks to bust her away from reunite them. But Archer and Spade, she gives them $200 for this. And Archer right. and
1: Spade catch on right away that, eh, there's something fishy about this. But you know what? Hey, lady. It's a little
0: bit too much money to give for...
1: And this is the way, like, <clears throat> they, they would look down at the femme fatale. In these films, there was a lot of, what, what would you call that? Like... Um, it's
0: not misogyny, but um, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, a little, but, a, a little bit, but but Humphrey Bogart, he's of got thing, a very hard know? exterior.
0: He he does, and he does doesn't trust hardly anybody, right? I mean, you could probably like maybe you two would, three people in this movie that he might trust. Yeah, you, you would call him cold hearted, and one of them is is,
1: um, uh, Ivo Archer, who plays the secretary, who's played by Gladys
0: George. Well, I, no, I, Effie was the secretary. It, iva Archer oh, was Miles' wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah. we're getting the names. No, no. Yeah. So <clears it <clears <throat> let's starts say that. off
1: Fast and Furious. Sorry, and well, that's the this thing. Is what this, happens this movie was just...
0: meticulously planned yeah. out, storyboarded to the second. Yeah, because Miles um, Archer
1: and um, Thursby both end up—they're the two people right. that end up dying.
0: So she knows the hotel. Yeah, and so. Fogart Sam Spade says you know we'll have a man on it he has miles Taylor we're we'll got a man on it so. and and miles is a seasoned detective he knows what he's doing they both miles know Archer. what they're doing his partner the very next you know and but at the same time he, he's got a little bit of the hots for her too you right know, he, he yeah. doesn't make any bones like oh man he, he, he
1: oh he kisses her kind of when she comes in after he's dead yeah and you could tell they've had an affair going on you know so but uh Again, well, what I mean is is, 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 is stuff, Sam you know.
0: Spade's partner thinks that, uh, well, she gives a fake name at first. She says her name is uh, uh, Wonderly. Yeah. You know, Mrs. Wonderly. That's not her real name. Um, <laughs> and you could tell that Miles is, you know, he, he's just, he's catting around. you know. But then the very next scene, you just see someone in a dark overcoat pull out a gun and blast Miles away. Yeah, And he was supposed to be tailing this Thursby guy. We don't know who killed him. But we you know he gets shot, breaks through a fence and rolls, rolls down, hill, down the hill he's yeah. dead.
1: Yeah. Um, and the cinematography in this film, in a lot of the film very cool films,
0: angles. very cool angles. But, a lot of it is shown over Bogart's shoulder so you kind of get his point of view. Right. Um, yeah. And you don't really, everything about this film is great. There's even like the epic yeah. seven minute take. You know, seven minutes uninterrupted just acting for seven minutes right. without the camera moving. Yeah. And you know, you, you screw up once, gotta do it again. Um, that's later on. The film yeah.
1: though, and Sam Space's <clears>
0: character, <throat> I mean,
1: this movie from start to finish never stops. No, it's, everything it's a train is essential. Going, it's a train going 100 miles an hour nonstop till the very end. But that's the thing about and,
0: movies back then. A lot of times they were just really tight. Yeah. You know, you, everything was essential to plot and story. And but even the now we get that, much bigger, bloated films now. Oh, right, but, of course. I mean, you make could, it three hours long. Exactly. I mean, you could watch a movie like that, and there's very few. There's a few. There's yeah. a handful. But a lot of those films, you know you could trim them down a bit. You know, oh, it's of just, course. Yeah. And, and Sam Spade's character,
1: um, he is just so on everything. You li- You watch this movie and watch his character, and you go, I mean, how is he dissecting everything so quickly so fast because he knows he's a he's a student of people you know he knows and that's the thing about this movie the maltese falcon in particular it has you guessing Mm -hmm. wondering you know who's the killer who's this who's involved uh, you know what's a, what's around the corner. What's next? You know, every, is Bogart's
0: character really buying that is he? Is he not? You know, is is he? Is playing, he really falling for her? Or, is you is know? he
1: playing her? Is is he the, right? But and you don't know till the end. every second till the very end of the movie that's going on,
0: and it's mm-hmm. just like it's just unbelievable, man. And but, Fantastic. Yeah, but so Sam Spade gets called at home. He's informed that uh, I'm not sure who calls him if it's the police or his secretary or whatever. But no. I, I think it's the police. Where that uh, Miles is dead. Shot dead. Well, they know it's his partner, so they right. immediately... So they figure they're working a case. They call him yeah. out there. He doesn't even go down to look at the body. He's just like... Nah, he's just... Which is interesting. It's a little the... interesting that he didn't to want the... to go down there and look. Well, to the police, too. But there, the cop you know, that he's there. talking to is a cop. They're kind of friends. And historically, in <laughs> and I don't know about real life because I don't know any private detectives. Right. Or, but <clears throat> when you watch films, and this... You know, <laughs> It seems like police off, you know, the police know department going, yeah. and private detectives never really get along. Yeah, yeah. Because the private detectives sort of work; they sort of circumnavigate the law. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if the police officers are just a little bit jealous because the private eye can do a few things that well. That's what I can't do. Let me interject real quick
1: there because that's a, a big deal with a lot of these films back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, and detectives like, like even Sherlock Holmes, like no matter the fact that they can solve any crime, they come up with clues that the police always overlook. Mm -hmm. Um, Somehow the police wanna always, you know, get the detective on the murder. Uh, Somehow you're involved. Or just think of uh,
0: Batman. yeah. You know, the cops that don't like Batman, Batman, yeah. killed the guy or whatever. Kind it's the same, of, same thing. thing yeah. Exact
1: same kind of concept. Yeah. But 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 they happen a lot in, in all of these movies, whether it right. be crime or film noir. It's always the te- detective getting mixed up in things. Mm-hmm. And they're always blaming them, mm-hmm. the, the private dick, for
0: the murder. Yeah.
1: And there always even seems though, to be one
0: cop who's the good friend of them and yes. to help them out a little bit. Yeah, And that's this guy Tom. Yeah. Who's the one who's telling him everything happens? And, and Bogart just says, "Yeah, you know, well, you you know, if that's what you saw, I'm not going to see any. I'm not going to see anything different if that's what you already saw." So.
1: Oh yeah, the the, the conversation back and mm-hmm. forth between those two. I mean,
0: the Remember cockiness, the, the attitude, the ego. It's
1: just and the bravado. Yes. Of the men of the forties, like before say, he goes to look at the crime big.
0: scene, he calls the secretary. name's Effie. his yeah. Little secretary of the office keeps the office running. Effie, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's not cute uh, little bond. I, but, and um he tells her, you know he's talking about you know you, you go tell you know Miles, his wife he's like do me a favor keep her away from me <laughs> and we're going to find out a little bit why later on but there, there's a reason why yeah. <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with her mm. um so let's see so bogart goes home or no wait he goes to make a phone call he goes to call this ms wonderly kind of update her on what's been going on because thursby they find out thursby's dead as well Right, right. Um, he's had a slug put in. God, I'm talking just like these guys. He's had a slug <laughs> he's put a into slug him. in him, yeah. And those words they used <clears throat> in there, that a couple of them, I, I'm like,
1: I never even heard that word before. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen this movie plenty of times, but when you sit there and just you're dissecting every word and stuff like that, I'm like, going, What the hell does
0: that word mean? But anyways, you know, go ahead. The yeah. way they talked was yeah. just so cool. Um, so he finds out that both guys are dead. So he was going to call her. No answer at the hotel. She ain't there. So he goes back to his place thinking, well, I made two hundred bucks. Well, didn't last she month. check out yeah, Bridget, Bridget O'Shaughnessy? Out. Yeah, that's what well that's you'll find out that's her real name, Bridget O'Shaughnessy. Right, right. But uh not too long after he gets home, uh this the, the I don't know if he's a detective or um, just you know, he's not a flatfoot police officer, so I'm figuring he's a detective and a lieutenant. Yeah. Tom, whatever. And this lieutenant show up at at his door. And they start, you know, especially that other guy, not Tom, but the other guy starts giving him the business about, you know, uh, you had the motive, you had the opportunity, you yeah. know. You rubbed him out, you know. He rubbed out Thursby <laughs> too. And rubbed him out, hey. And and I love when Bogart says to Tom. You he's were like, there, say." He says to to the detective, Tom, he's like, "Tom, what's going on with your boyfriend over here?" First little gay joke there because and that's what it's meant oh, to wait, be. Oh, d-
1: wait. D- well, did we he, jump over the introduction of um, Joe Cairo? No, not yet. Not yet. He comes later. Okay, so that was just okay. I'm too okay. Okay, you go know, ahead. Go ahead.
0: This is just when the groundwork's being laid down for what's going to happen the rest of the movie, where Bogart's character is, you know, he he he's this close to being the fall guy mm-hmm. for for these for these murders because they don't have anybody else to wrap it on, and at the same time, he's not giving up his you know there's like client you know privilege. Yeah. He's not giving up the name yet, you know. In, because he's still on a job. So, you know, he's later going to call his lawyer to make sure his lawyer's aware of all this crap. Doctor, patient, confidentiality. Yeah, so yeah, that kind of thing. Lawyer, you know, <laughs> attorney. No, I know. Yeah. Confidentiality. Yeah, you know, or if you want to tell me some of your secrets. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, they, they give him the business a bit. And he ends up, you know, they want to look at it, search his place. He's like, God, oh, tear it apart. What do I care? As long as you got a warrant. Right. You know, I love that. No. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. You know, he, he was... He was straightforward and, and, and would tease a little bit yeah. and then just right when at he, him. When, man, he tell,
0: when he says that to Tavia, yeah. hey, Tom, what's, what kind of beefs your boyfriend got over here? <laughs> I mean, he's not and the a, look in the eye of the other yep, guy. you know, the, Because he's not afraid to bust him in the chops a little bit. Yeah, I because mean, he knows he's not in no wrong. He hasn't
1: know. done anything.
0: And I got to tell you, there are probably more cigarettes smoked in this movie than any other movie I've seen in my life. Let me tell you. Well, you and what I, I know what I you've is, seen a lot of black and white movies. Is that lighter boys? that they use, I forgot what that kind of thing. Is. You take these wooden matches and you just oh. push it in, and it lights it up. That thing looks so cool. Oh, the old and cigarette lighters yeah, back in the and uh, 30s and 40s. That Go these ahead. are very collectible. Oh hell yeah! And there's uh-huh. even there's one company still in the United States that will like manufacture the parts and help repair these things because they yeah. are very collectible and very popular mm-hmm. um, and there's still one company out here in the States somewhere that can work on these things
1: but yeah a lot of them are ornate big yeah. you know with just one little yeah you would pull the sticks out of the side mm-hmm. and, and just it rubs on the side of the like rough edge on there and you just and it lights up the yeah. match and you can now, put it back did out. Did you read anything right about,
0: about the smoking in the movie? I was looking up some info. Let me on know movie. if you found.
1: No, just uh, I, I know back in the day. I mean,
0: that's well, just. The way, yeah, that's the way it was. But I mean, uh, Jack Warner, one of the heads of Warner Brothers, yeah, uh, had told John Huston that free cigarettes for everybody. No, on No, that set? he wanted. He didn't really <laughs> want there to be, and he he did not like smoking in in his pictures huh. because he thought it would make the audience crave a cigarette, go outside, and go smoke, and not watch the movie. <laughs> okay, so, I, I didn't read that and yeah. so when he was watching the rushes of this movie yeah. he'd be like you're killing me you're killing me all they're doing is smoking <laughs> but there goes the crowd you know John Houston made the point that yeah. it actually takes away from the characters he's like of course they're you know when they're waiting for someone to show up they're gonna be smoking oh, gonna, yeah. you know it, it actually takes away Man. and by god as much as I hate smoking I mean I, I, you know it made sense But I'm just glad I didn't have to, like, be sitting in a room with Humphrey Bogart. I mean, just... No, yeah, it's... As he chain smokes throughout this entire picture. Hey,
1: it it got a lot of guys back in the day, man. But, uh, because, yeah, uh, hey, they they would... Bogart. They would... That's what he died of.
0: Yeah. um, Vincent Price. Got him, too. Well, frick, Peter Cushing. Got him, too. Ted, back
1: in the 40s, they would... they would hand out cigarettes free to the kids. Hey, got kids. No. Oh. Because they knew the companies. They would hand them out in, in, in clubs, and especially the military. Mm-hmm. They would hand them out boxes because they knew they would get addicted. And once out, they, they would then start buying and buying and buying and buying. So it was a great ploy by the cigarette companies. Cigarette, back in cigars, the day, cigarettes, cigarettes, you know, cigarettes. And the old ads back. Yeah, another thing, Sam Spade. Uh, l- let me talk real quick about a lot of, um, if you do dig these kind of things, if you haven't been into old time radio shows. Oh yeah. Okay. They were audio dramas put on the radio
0: back in the day
1: for people who couldn't afford TVs and. and or before like, there
0: was TVs, there were radio Or before dramas. there were TVs, yeah. I that mean, was the entertainment. Yeah. I like mean, Ralphie in uh, Christmas Story. Yeah, know, you'd sit there and listen to the radio. Exactly. You, they would
1: take... Even the Maltese Falcon. The Maltese mm-hmm. Falcon was filmed... Or, or dramatized was for the radio. Dramatized and recorded like a lot. Like Campbell's Playhouse Theater, uh, ABC... Play- there was a ton of them that uh, recorded their own movies for the radio. So technically... I'm, it's, it should be pretty much the same movie, but there are little nuances if you listen to them mm-hmm. that are different because they're saying the lines differently. They're they're not performing in front of a camera, right. so it's it's kind of interesting. Go back if you're not interested or if you haven't heard of the old time radio shows, look them up and you know yeah, they're,
0: they're out there for like practically free. I think yeah you, you can yeah find them.
1: And, and and they're just. It's it's a one wonderful thing to get into in and, and a hobby once you find out they're out there. Mm-hmm. And
0: and most of those old mm-hmm. actors you like, you know, Vincent Price or Peter Cushing, you know, if you're into those horror films like me, um, they did it too. They you know, oh, they did really you know, any actor you could think of that had a really Humphrey Bogart, cool voice. Yeah, they did it. Peter you know? Corey, Orson did, Wells.
1: Yep. Orson Welles had uh, his... War of the his, Worlds. His, well, he had his own um, uh, Playhouse Theater uh, with Orson Welles. It went on for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he did his radio dramas. Uh, a lot of the movies that he would do would be played on the old-time radio show. Uh, uh, anyways, it veered off a little bit. But uh, where were we at? Um, we, well, we got to get introduced cops to Joe just Cairo left. here.
0: Those cops just left. Yeah. And um, after that happens, um, it's like the next day, I think, he goes back to the office. And, yeah. and sure as hell, Miles Archer's wife's going to show up. Her name's uh, Iva. I don't know, and I could not find in any synopsis or any of her, if they actually had an affair. If Sam Spade and his partner Miles' wife had an affair. Uh, but she certainly seems very lovey on him. Oh, she, she jumps right up and kisses. She, him. she almost thinks don't they kiss? She kisses him. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't like kiss her like super passionately though. But enough and, to where she you know, she they've been him, doing you know it. did you do it? Did you kill him? You know, like like maybe he killed her so that you know he could have her. Yeah, um, and he doesn't really seem to want anything to do with her. I don't. Right. I don't know if I take away that they actually had an affair or if it's just. I know, took so away that they did. So I guess it's. I, I, I however, wondered. You know, and that's kind of maybe one of the shortcomings of, of the film a little bit. I mean, like I said, it's very tight. Sometimes you got to read in a little bit um, yeah. of yeah, what's going I, I, on. Yeah. So they very well could I, have. It, it, it gives you that impression without coming right out and saying.
1: Oh, w- without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love how soon after that um, uh, what's her name comes in? Oh, L- Effie. Mm-hmm. His, his secretary. And um, he immediately starts... I mean, his partner just died. And he's going... Let's get Archer off the window the next day in the door and and, and, Samuel spade. Yeah, let's let's just Samuel spade. Well, no time like the present, Uh, you know So he replaces all that, you know, right away And that's what I'm talking about with you know cold-hearted. He seems a bit Mm -hmm. cold-hearted but Hey, that's the mean streets of uh, Whatever San Francisco Francisco. takes place Then I believe he
0: gets a call from Miss Wonderly, who's not actually Miss Wonderly. Right. and she's at another hotel, whatever, and he's going to go there and kind of straighten her out a little bit on a few things. Oh, well. <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to straighten her out, all right. You know, he's trying oh. to get to the bottom of what's going on. She, I mean, obviously, and she lies about play, everything. Right,
1: she's playing this pitiful character who's, you know, oh, oh no. and, and he'll let her do it. Yeah. He lets her oh, say he that, and,
0: and he'll he'll just stop and go. Yeah, you're real, you're real good. That little quiver you get in your throat is what does it. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. I mean, and then she gets all indignant because you know chicks get real pissed when you when you you know call them out when, yeah. they, when oh, they're trying she, to pull their wiles and, you and call she, them out.
1: Yeah, and she starts you know picking things up and moving and lights yeah. her cigarette. And, and he goes, "What are you gonna move around a bit yeah. again and clean up and up clean and that, that clean cigarette. the apartment again?" Yeah, and she goes, "Oh <laughs> no," because she's trying to hide her real intentions yeah. and who she really is. But and she's not he's really given... I mean,
0: she, he knows her name. Yeah. You know, she she kind of, you know, Thursby was after her. She was the one who was afraid. And, you know, she was... she. Not once has she really given him the straight story. No. And it's frustrating as all hell to him. Yeah. But at the same time, he's, he's going to still stay on the case, try to find out who killed his partner. Because he does at least owe his partner that.
1: Oh, the, if anything, he's got motive. I mean... He may seem like he's not trying to solve things because he's eventually starts going after the... Well, yeah, because his ass is
0: on the hot seat right now. They're, the cops aren't leaving him alone. They're going to come back again. The DA is going to come right. out. They're not leaving but him he's, alone. But he's
1: putting it all on his head. He's starting it. They're to pin it on somebody. Yeah, figuring it out. And, and by the end of the movie,
0: he's got it all laid out. And that's another him. reason why he probably wanted Iva... Uh Miles' wife to stay away from him. Yeah. You know, if the cops are watching him and sees her coming around, mm-hmm. oh, there's the there's the motive right, right there. So, you know, you gotta read that yeah, there's sort a, of into the movie.
1: Yeah, there's a spot where she's hiding. He comes back to the office. Yeah, a little home bit later. Yeah, and, and, and she's hiding in the uh, you know, next yeah, you yeah. Know, doorway and she, she she's trying to she's trying to
0: screw up his game. Yeah, yeah, So um Sam takes uh he's like, you know, how much dough do you have? And she's <laughs> like, five hundred bucks, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the apartment he's telling her this, And And, yeah. uh, you know, she he's like, there's only four. She's like, well, I need something to live on. I'm like, don't you have any jewelry or furs? I said, <laughs> yeah. All right, you're going to have to hock them. <laughs> he's such a bastard. he takes the hundred and a, he gives her something. Yeah, he probably gives her like seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, what are You're going to have to hock them. <laughs> what, what a cold-hearted asshole, but hey... <laughs> Well, see, she's, he knows she's being under there. the guise of helping her, he's right. trying to find out what's going on. You know, who <laughs> killed his partner? Because he, he does have a great movie. monologue later in the film, right. you know, about, you know, when somebody, you know, whether you liked him or not, he's your partner and you got to do something about it. Yeah. You know, you can't just let that go. It's bad for, I mean, it's bad for business. I mean, mm-hmm. who's going to hire a detective agency where... The guy's partner gets killed, and, and they never catch the killer. Yeah, you know, is that the detective you would go to? So right, right. He, he's looking out for number one.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's on a mission. He's on a mission. Um, and, uh, and let's get to the great great back to his office. You know, know see, who's gonna
0: knock knock on the door?
1: Peter Laurie comes in. Joel.
0: Joe Chi- Cairo. Is it Joe Cairo or Joel?
1: Joe Cairo. Joe Cairo. J O E. Joe Cairo. Of course, that says Joel.
0: No. <laughs> okay, well,
1: same difference. Joel Cairo. Joel. Joel. Peter Lorre. With that, Cairo. do the voice. Peter Lorre. So I'm Joel Cairo. What is, uh, anyways, yeah. so it's, uh, I and wish I in, could hear it. I, I'm better at it when I hear it. You do I, it really well. <laughs> I, 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 I
0: was speaking I <laughs> not do it. I was speaking it while the movie was going. And I'm yes. going, oh, <laughs> spot on. You good you, good. you do a good Peter Lorre. Yeah. And, um, you know, he represents a party who is... um. Interested in a missing item. Now, Sam Spade hasn't heard anything about this Maltese falcon yet. He doesn't know anything about it. No, no. But he says that... Characters are introduced that are after the same thing, but you don't know it yet. You don't know what it is yet. And, And he's telling him that, you know, Thursby had, you know, he's like, you know, do you happen to have, you know... Thursby had, uh, you know, an item that, you know, my benefactor was very interested in procuring. Do you have it? And he doesn't know anything about it. But he's trying to keep his cool at the same time. He's like, because I'm prepared to pay you $5,000 for its retrieval. Yeah. So now he knows there's something. He's starting to put it all, everybody's after whatever this is. Yeah. So he offers him the Mm $5,000. And as soon as.
1: Oh, but we have to say in the book,
0: Joel Cairo is homosexual. It's plainly stated right now they can't do that in this movie so oh, of co- but he is very yeah. effeminate not only the way he speaks but uh, there's
1: words he says and there's actions he do, he's does. he's very that.
0: particular about his clothes you know his cologne his car his business car smells like gardenia you know um, he carries a cane and he is constantly just <laughs> making little stroking motions on it really? little things little things that if you're paying attention you read in between the lines and you can tell what's going on in the film there. And, you know, he doesn't like to he get mussed up when he gets smacked a little bit here yeah. and there, but then we're going to talk about... He
1: says something, too, that alludes to I can't his, remember, like, his sexuality, sexuality but I can't remember. It was... It's right during that scene. If somebody knows, to put it in the comments, but, you know... Ah, they don't th- know it. I know. I know. Um, but but Then we get right to, like, my favorite scene, part of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God, because, yeah... It's so funny. Because Humphrey Bogart... T- turns around, and, and, and Joel,
0: Joel Cairo, pulls out his pistol mm-hmm. and tells him, you know, I'm going to search you and this office because he thinks that I yeah. might be there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a little scuffle. <laughs> Ow, I just hit my balls. With Without any oh, problem, my. Sam gets the, the gun away from Joel. Yeah. He's you like, know, boom, 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 boom. You know, grabs him by the shirt there a little bit. You know, what do you think you're doing? And he's you know, a weasel. Exactly. Peter so Laurie like, is a weasel. All this, this back and forth. And then, you know, finally. I'm trying to be tough. Yeah. You know, okay. They're, they're cool. Me. They're copacetic. And, you know, Joel's getting ready to leave. And he's like, may I have my gun back? May I have my gun back He days. gives it to him. And he immediately, all right, put your hands up. <laughs> I'm going to search this. <laughs> and, and Bogart, he just puts his arms like, alright, go ahead. <laughs> and he's laughing his ass oh, off. I love, I mean, just the fact he did it again. <laughs> he thought he'd get away with it again. <laughs> and he lets it do he's like, go ahead. Go <laughs> so ahead. Yeah. Him at it. And yeah. you know what the funny thing is? He's, he's he, not worried at all. It, it looks like a real, it, it doesn't even look like an acting kind of laugh. It looks like a real genuine laugh. <laughs> And you come to find later From on... Humphrey Bogart, yeah. If you yeah, read about these guys later on, uh, Humphrey Bogart, Peter Lorre, John Huston, all became really great friends oh, that, yeah. would, that would hang out, and it probably didn't hurt that all of them could, you know, drink each other under the table. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, that's eventually what killed Peter Lorre, unfortunately.
1: Cirrhosis mm. um, of the liver. Yeah, the man, uh, could drink
0: yeah. like a fish. Mm. But... Uh, yeah you get that feeling there, like that's just a real genuine laugh. So, oh, so they don't show him searching, but obviously he did, it's not there, he goes.
1: And the and the the slap scene is later and uh yeah, yeah, when when they're all in need. Oh yeah, uh, I sent uh, him a gif ma-
0: earlier of just there's a gif online It's just like Humphrey Board just bitch slapping beer. Hopefully Warren. I can put it at the beginning of the video that <laughs> hopefully you've seen it at the beginning of the video. He says something like, you know, when I slap you you'll take it and you'll like it. <laughs> You'll take it and you'll like you'll it. You'll take <laughs> it
1: and you like it. And, it, and Peter Laurie's like, oh. yeah. And you gonna got use that on line his, on my wife. Blood on his. You'll you know, take cord. it and you'll
0: like it. Yeah. Oh, he
1: <laughs> he bitch slaps
0: him. Oh, it's just so funny. <laughs> Nothing worse than slap. One man slapping another. man. Oh my god. I mean, punching okay, you know whatever, but slapping.
1: At this time, at this time, I know slapping's terrible. I'd rather be punched than than slapped. slapped. But anyways, um, is is this now when he's in the office? There, no, they weren't. He wasn't being followed yet.
0: No, he's he's going going after that. Okay, go he he's gonna go meet up with. uh, I'll leave
1: it to Ted for
0: the the tiny details. O'Shaughnessy again, and uh, he he notices that he's being followed. There's a young guy kind of following around, long trench coat. Played by uh, Elijah Cook, who's been in yeah, so, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, even yeah. including but this guy, Salem's Lot that we did ages this, ago. Our three yes. hour. You know, he's done every kind. He's been in Kubrick films. He's been in. He's been in everything. The, the guy yeah. just—he was the last. He's got that surviving yeah. cast member of the Maltese Falcon. Died. He died in nineteen ninety-five at like ninety-one. Yeah. But he, he was—he lived the longest out of all of them. right and, and probably didn't smoke.
1: And you would recognize
0: <laughs> him probably.
1: By his face, his look alone. Yep, yep, I, mean, I knew him
0: right away. Yeah, his I, name isn't in the opening credits, but I knew him right away. Right, his name's Elijah Cook Jr. And like, isn't this his first film out of film school? I I think I don't know if Elijah Cook went to film school.
1: I, I, I could have sworn that. That's Everybody what just happened. sort of
0: got a job if you were photogenic. He, if you
1: were photogenic, I don't know if if um, well, let me look if it was, was his first there? job or not. Okay, that's yeah, it wasn't. He, that's why he no. was he was doing films all the way back. From 1930 and okay. all the
0: way up to... Right when he died.
1: Yeah, 1988. You know. That's the last thing on there? Magna P.I. Oh, get out of here.
0: There's got to be something No, later that's that. the last one, bud. Oh, no, Alf. No,
1: no. Yeah.
0: He started doing a lot of TV shows. Well, he, he's done everything, and when you watch this film and you see him, you'll recognize him. Oh yeah, you I know, know you might rec- know him from the old *Salem's Lot* movie, but he's been in tons.
1: Well, of I'm not looking film. at his IMDb right now, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of
0: other like film noir. Film he, noirs, he was big until all those. Using um, uh, what you call it? The Killing. Stanley, one, one of the early Stanley Kubrick Stanley, yeah, yeah. films. Uh, a mm-hmm. really good film noir um, about a. Uh, Racetrack heist, real. If you've never yeah. seen it, it's real. Good oh yeah, movie. no, The Stranger, definitely, yep. real yeah. good movie.
1: Film noir, Stanley Kubrick. I mean, come yep. on, you know.
0: So he notices that guy's been following around all day.
1: Yeah.
0: In um, his character, the, he plays
1: Wilmer. Yeah, I think it's um, Wilmer. Yeah. And boy, just what a he wants to be that tough guy who's protecting and bodyguard type, and yep. he he we don't just, know who he's
0: working for yet. We, he's
1: just too pitiful. Mm-hmm. And, and which we'll come to find out, but yeah, we don't know yet. We just know he's following them, and um, right,
0: yeah. yeah. So um, all the Sam characters Spade are is, coming together. He's telling O'Shaughnessy, you know, yeah. hey, you know. Oh, by the way, I talked to Joel Cairo earlier, and she's Joel. a little surprised. Oh, you know him? A little yes. bit, you know, and you I know, know he, he's him. not giving his hand away. He's he's making it sound like he knows more. Than what he's saying, so that she'll spill the beans a little bit, and she does a little bit.
1: She
0: sure And um, so he's like, "Yeah, he offered me five thousand dollars for it, yeah. you know." And and mm. so now she think, you know, she'll think he knows, uh, but he don't know, okay. and I'm she's not here. exactly telling. You know, no one has mentioned Maltese Falcon. Yeah. There is a you know text at the beginning of the film that says that uh, you know it was a a jewel in gold, jewel encrusted. Falcon that was given by the Knights Templar of Malta to whatever king it was, yeah, yeah. and it was um, stolen by pirates. This is all made up. None of this ever happened. <laughs> I mean, there there were no. the Knights Templar of Malta. Yeah, yeah. okay, that that actually the falcon, that part was actually yeah, yeah. true. There was no yeah. falcon. But uh, and I don't even know if pirates existed at that time <laughs> when they're talking, because a lot of the Knights Templar became pirates. When Irregardless, they were but. Anyhow. Um <laughs> he dissecting so, history. I know. So dissecting history. So she's Ken. gonna go back to Spade's apartment. Joel Cairo is gonna meet them over there. They're gonna hammer this out. As they're going, you know, that that young guy's still he following. The and then yeah. when they go up there, then we see Iva in the car looking. Yeah. And um, sure as shit, you know, those cops are gonna be, you know, bump, 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 knocking on the door again. On the beat. And he tells them, you know, I can't let you in. Yeah. like you know, they they want to come in. It's like I can't, I can't. But let you in. M- meanwhile, Joel and um, and, oh, and they've been hammering some things out beforehand before the cops show up.
1: Yeah, talking, discussing things, but um, but yeah, uh, Bridget and um, Joel are in there, kind of, um, well, okay, they're they he's at they're the, arguing, they're bickering, they're arguing, and, and then as he's at the door, with that, the this two, is the scene where you know Bogie yeah.
0: gives him that slap. You know, right, right. Because you know he's trying some shit, and he's yeah, When I slap you, you'll take it and you'll like it.
1: But but I love it that he he says you can't come in, and then immediately you hear evidently it's Bridget, Peter Laurie screaming like a girl. Yeah, Bridget <laughs> bust, she's whooping his ass. Yeah, busted
0: his head open or something. And, and they're um, like, and he goes, hear, "Well,
1: yep, I guess now you got to come in." Yeah, right? they say,
0: "Oh, I guess we're coming in." He's like, "I guess you are." Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know? yeah. he don't know what's going on either. So it was, it was kind of funny. Little but,
1: scuffle. Um, and, and the whole scene, that transfer. Yeah, we get the bitch slap in there and stuff. Oh, like Oh, and that. even
0: that that other detective, not Tom, the one that he's friends with, that other detective even gives you know Bogart a good chuck in the chin, you know, for, for, for some of the banter back and forth. Yeah, and because he's really wanting to pin it on him. Right. And oh, you, you could tell, man, because even Tom said, "Don't do it, don't yeah. do it." Don't do it. Even yeah. though that guy deserves to get knocked on his ass. He does. But don't do it. Cocky, don't give him a cocky reason. Asshole. Yeah. And. Like, but right. but
1: basically, what ensues in Susan, the his apartment now, uh, Sam Spade's apartment is, uh, you know, the cops are just wondering what's going on, how's yeah. Thursby, you know, what's, you know, he's trying to put everything together. But Sam Spade kind of, you know, wiggles out of it and gives explanations for everything, and and they buy it, you know. And in the conversation you know, so, yeah.
0: with uh, Joel Cairo mm. and Bridget O'Shaughnessy, we hear the name the Fat Man. The fat man. The fat yeah. man, because you know they mentioned the guy outside. You know, hey, the you know, guy outside, because he, Joel's the one who says it. You know, there's a man watching in her apartment, and he's like, he could be from the fat man. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. and you can see them so, go. Oh, the funny man. thing is, Joel. I mean, all of them are playing against each other. Yeah. You know, not one of these people are, are on the up and up. It's like all.
1: a it's like a crime a mystery dinner mystery theater, mm-hmm. like who killed who. They're, like they're all, all looking lying. out of the corner of the eye.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, Who's who's Move is next, you know. It's, uh, yeah. Yep. It's, it's and so then cool. uh, we're going to find out that, you know, Iva's the one that, you know, called the cops because she's a little jealous of what's going on. Yeah. And, and she's like, I wanted to hurt you. You know, get out of here. I think she comes to the office the next day and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and says, says that. Bitch. Um, and oh. then, um, you know, he's going to get, uh, Sam's going to get called downtown to the uh, DA's office. Downtown. Downtown to the <laughs> DA's office where they're going to question him a little bit. And I love when he goes off on mm. him. You know, he says something to the effect, you know, you know, when this when this happened, I knew the only way I was gonna, you know, get myself out, you know, of this trouble is by, you know, giving you the real killers all tied up nice and neat. And the only way I'm gonna be able to do that is if I stay away from you guys. And if you stay away from me, and he's just he's going and going and he looks at the sonographer and says, Are you getting all this son or am I going too fast for it? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're they're taking, you know, yeah. it's a legal document. And he looks. At him, Am not going too fast? Where you, son? You getting all this? <laughs> oh, you know what? The- but basically, he's saying, you know, the only way I'm going to do this is if you guys stay out of my way. Yeah. If you stay out of my way, I'm going to tie this up for you. Right. He's like, because you guys will just bungle it up.
1: Oh, the wit is just. I mean, I and love that's it, just man. like
0: what you would see in Batman. You know, like when, you know. You know, when he's at checking out the crime scene, was like, you know, let me check the crime scene before your officer's tainted. Or, A lot uh, of the old Batman novels,
1: I mean, mm-hmm. comics, you know, it, it had that kind of film noir kind of th- feel to it, too. Um, not so much the movie. There's movies, even been series but, called
0: Batman Noir where, you know, it's oh, yeah, yeah. gritty, black and white. Right, that's and right. And those are some of the best Batman stories yeah. were those detective stories. Yeah. I always preferred the detective stories mm-hmm. over, you know, the, the big, blustery superhero. Right. You know, yeah. that's, you know. Interesting. That's yeah. his superpower right there. I'm not a big
1: comic person. No, so I, no. I don't but, even but, read them anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's I I mean,
0: some of the old ones that I, I only, in my I used to have, oh God, you remember, I used to have tons of comic books. Yeah. Got rid of just about all of them. A few that are valuable I kept. And then just the series that I think that are just really top-notch, in my opinion. Those right. are the only ones I've kept. Yeah. And mostly now I have them in, like, the nice hardcover omnibus ones, and I've gotten rid of the, you know, floppies. Cause now yeah. it's just ridiculous. I don't know how people can afford them. They're like four bucks a piece. Oh, jeez. It, mm. it takes you eight minutes to read it. hmm Eight minutes to read it. For well, I mean, probably. it's just ridiculous for the amount yeah. of money. that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the ones that used to come out, like when we were kids, or mm-hmm. even when our parents were kids and they yeah. were a dime. You know, I've got some old Peanuts ones. I mean, it take you dime. half an hour to read it because there's just mm-hmm. so much in there. Or some of the Disney ones, like, you know, the ones that Carl Barks did. I mean, it's a whole big adventure story. it take you forever to read it. Yeah. yeah. You know? But whatever. Comics. Oh, well. So so so, where are we
1: at? Are we? Um, he finished with the DA. Did the guy come in yet? With the uh, is that the next scene? Well, guy stumbles in with the Falcon, or no? He
0: knows that he no. He knows that uh, he's being followed, so uh, he's going to uh, O'Shaughnessy's hotel. She's at a different hotel now, oh, and sure. he knows he must know like the head of security there because he goes up when he goes in there. He sees the guy sitting there. Yeah, he sees the Wilmer. guy who's been following him. Don't know his name yet, but his name is Wilmer. Yeah, sitting there, and he goes up to the. Uh, Security mm-hmm. guard, he's talking to him a little bit. And when he gets him over there, he's like, hey, how come you let punks like this with heaters in their pocket, you know, mm-hmm. or heaters bulging out of their coats <laughs> over heaters. here. Yeah. And because uh, Bogart actually tries talking to him a little bit. It's like, yeah, hey, why don't you tell the fat man I said hello? Because he knows. Yeah, And he's like, go blow, you know, go blow out of here. You're cruising. me. I mean, oh, the guy seems really saying, unstable. There's oh, I mean, no, even yeah. one part where you see tears coming out of his oh, eyes a little yeah. bit towards it, the end there. Yeah, his character he's is... He's so angry and, and wants to kill him.
1: Yeah, he's got a mental state, you know, something going on. And, and
0: his character... Yeah, he needs a checkup from the neck up.
1: His character's pitiful, and boy, he doesn't take no shit from, I mean... He'd probably blow him away right away. He would, yeah. He's constantly he's saying, fat don't man's don't, got that
0: leash on shot. Don't push me. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, don't push me. But, but he says it in a very you know, don't push me. You know, you can barely hear him. But yeah, so Ugh. um, you know, t- you know, t- you know, tell the fat man, you know, whatever, give him a message. Yeah, yeah. So later on in in the film, then is uh, that guy's going to show Wilmer and say, hey you know he's going to like meet him at a, you know outside of his apartment hey if that man wants to see you come on yeah. and now we're going to meet Casper Gutman what a name Gutman Gutman yeah This guy big is big fat
1: guy huge older. and his, his, his This his was his, his
0: first movie Sydney Green Street his very first role He was a stage actor prior yeah. to that Yeah and uh, the guy's pushing 300 pounds. At oh, ease. yeah, a big, and, guy, big um, guy. I even read that they had to make the furniture special for him because he he's just a big guy. Little older, too, and, mm-hmm.
1: and he wasn't in too many films afterwards. No, because... just
0: mostly a stage actor, but yeah. they needed somebody big. And he played you know, the role well. Yeah. You know, they had to look around, they had to, they had to find people. You know, mm-hmm. um, A lot of the actors in this movie weren't the first choices. Um, <laughs> I think Peter Lorre was a first choice, yeah. Humphrey Bogart wasn't. Mm. Um, certainly the actress uh, I forgot her name what's her name uh, Astor, Mary Esther uh, Mary Esther was not she's actually a pretty scandalous figure in Hollywood uh, oh, yeah. all kinds of affairs and oh, yeah. you know sexy diaries that got loose during divorce yeah. trials and stuff like she, that. She, she was,
1: yeah, she made the rounds with yeah. a lot of the actions of the time period. She yeah. catted
0: around a bit. So, oh. you know, she fits perfect in this movie just for that reason. Oh. I mean, a Femme fatale right there. Oh. And 10 years prior, she looked. A lot better. Yeah, a lot better. But, she's um, starting to show that. And then, that's part of it the there, age, too, yeah. because, you know, she's just starting to show that, you know. The age, age then, a little bit, yeah. and and so is he. You know the miles. You know it's. You mean Humphrey? Yeah, the miles are starting oh, to show. He, Humphrey on Bogart, the face. He
1: sh- he showed the miles from the very beginning. Yeah, but he was born with miles. Yeah. On his face. he, he he's one of those guys high. that looked like he was forty when he was. 20. Throughout the whole picture, anyways, he's doing
0: this thing with his face, and he does it in other movies. He so just like. You like that grimace and, uh, he's getting a, a gas paint every once in a while <laughs>
1: you want you want another fantastic film with Humphrey Bogart and Audrey Hepburn Sabrina Sabrina if you've yeah. never seen it and it was
0: remade with Harrison Ford ages later
1: right right but if you don't mind a if you like that's just, like a romantic comedy isn't it yeah 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 <laughs>
0: Comedy, there's a little bit of
1: that in there, mm-hmm. but yeah, more romantic. Um, but just you know, Humphrey Bogart, Audrey Hepburn, it's just the movie's fantastic. You would listen to me and go a, a, a romantic drama or comedy from the, you know, I think it was 19.
0: It was later on, 40, yeah. It was later.
1: But you know, fantastic
0: movie. It's just these actors, um, and then but they would get paired up. You know, Bogart and Lauren Bacall, or Bogart and Audrey Hepburn did a few movies. And there would be these teams in Hollywood back then, you know, Rogers and Astaire, you know, yeah. I mean, just things like that. And they would do these these groups of films. Together. And it was cool, because you, you'd get that good chemistry. And mm-hmm. as long as you had a kick-ass story, yeah. you know, then, then it was all cool. So...
1: Yeah, Audrey Hepburn, she had a few films there in the, you know, starting with Breakfast at Tiffany's. I oh, mean, yeah. Jesus, man, is that a good film or what? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I, I fell in love with Audrey Hepburn in that I film, said, man. What
0: about breakfast at <laughs> and, I, and I had to, I had to
1: get each and every movie after. But the, baby after, baby but the, baby, but the baby, later they went, the worse they got. Both
0: but liked yeah. it, so I said, well, it's oh lord! So where are we at?
1: Um, this is gonna be a long one, guys. Yeah. Anyway. So
0: he goes up to see Gutman, meets Gutman for the Gutman. first time.
1: Oh. Come on in. Gutman's
0: a big blustery, uh, you want a big drink? guy. You know, have a drink. You know, and, and have a all cigar. right. Sam Spade's the kind of guy that could probably put away half a bottle of liquor a day. Yeah. You know, I mean, smoking and drinking is all that he does. Have a drink. Uh, you never saw him eat anything. Have a cigar. Yeah, gives him a drink. Gives him a cigar. Sit down. Have a seat. You know, and. Um, He's a little reluctant to give up. Gutman
1: gets up and fills his drink three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said that was
0: real. uh, That was real liquor. Of course, it was real liquor. What do you think they're going to drink? Apple juice? No way, not bogey. That's what. Give me uh, the hard stuff. That's what. What's his
1: name wanted from Warner
0: Brothers? That's right. Lots of liquor.
1: No, he he didn't want no cigarettes, and he wanted apple juice on the set.
0: (laughs) Who put apple juice in my apple (laughs) juice? (laughs) That's what WC Fields used to, he used to keep a pineapple juice bottle, and had his liquor in it. Yeah. And one day, somebody actually just switched out and gave him pineapple juice. And when he came out, that's what he yelled: "Who oh, put pineapple juice in my pineapple juice?" <laughs> <laughs> because his pineapple juice
1: wasn't really pineapple juice,
0: anyways. Who oh, put pineapple? <laughs> so we're um, so sitting in the room. They're talking a bit, but at the same time, you know, Gutman's not giving out a lot of information either. You know, it's you know, just kind of like a skirt in the issue. Yeah, he wants to size up uh, Spade a little bit. Yeah. And um, so Sam's going to play it off at the end by just throwing a big fit at him, a big hissy fit. You're rocking around a I'm little sorry. bit it's there, the huh? chair, man. I need oil. You uh, might have to
1: oil that up. We had the same problem last
0: week. I know. Yeah, um, sorry. Oh. So by the end of the conversation, he, he feigns frustration he and faints yeah. and uh, well, I mean, faints. storms out yeah. and it, you know and when i'm watching if i hadn't seen it for a few years i'm like man he's getting really uptight oh, yeah. and then when he walks out he's got that big smile on his face it's all yeah. an act he, he knows what you he's know. doing and he tells you know you're, you're either in or you're out for good mm-hmm. you know and um,
1: and i like how every time wilmer's kind of his bodyguard gutman's mm-hmm. bodyguards and and he always tells them you know you better get him in the other room or something like that, or yep. or I'll, I'll just take his pistols away from him. Well, that's that what kid.
0: happens next, because yeah. um, I'm not sure exactly. You know, there's probably some little stuff in between, but basically, yeah, we're not going to um, s- s- tell you tell every you the, line of every step by step. Movie, but, but step by obviously, step. Uh, Wilmer meets him again and says, "All right, how what, dare I sing a little, uh, little I know.
1: new kids on the block song?" Yeah. Says he wants to talk to you
0: again. Yeah, goes up there, you know, obviously, okay. All right, maybe maybe Spade's you know on the up and up now, and um, Gutman wants to talk to him again. As they're heading up there, uh, Spade takes Wilmer's coat, jacks it down around his arm so he can't move his arm, and pulls out two heaters out of his pockets. And when he opens the door, he's like, "Here, you might want to hang on to these for you. You might want to hang on to these for your boy." I mean, just completely emasculates him in front of him. And just,
1: "Don't push me, man." Oh, and the breakdown's starting. I mean, this dude's.
0: He's, he's wants breaking to down, rip man. him to shreds. And, yeah, they're going to sit down, and he's going to tell him. This is the big epic seven-minute take that they talk about. Yeah. Um, where there's no break in the camera movement. Mm-hmm. It's all just pure acting and, and movement. And, you know, they sit down on the couch, pours Bogie a drink, gives him a, a cigar. He ain't really drinking the drink at first. Pours a little bit more in there and finally a little more. Finally, Bogart starts drinking it. The, the guy did del- deliver the package, though, by now. In between there... He, no, he finds out what it is first. No, no. See, I know what you're thinking. No, no. This is, this is yeah, right. I mean, the way I'm, I'm getting done. a little confused The there, way that, that, that I'm that telling is, it is right. Okay, go ahead. And uh, Gutman tells him the story of the Maltese Falcon. Mm. Um, how it was lost. It was found. Lost again. Um, lacquered up with enamel to cover up the, the, the jewels and the gold and how Gutman has been on a 17-year quest
1: yeah.
0: for this item and was basically this close to getting it when it slipped through his fingers mm. at, um, in Istanbul, I believe. Istanbul, Istanbul. Constantinople no, no. in Istanbul. And, and Joel, meanwhile, um, I think, is... Um, oh, hang on. Oh, meanwhile, Bogie's drinking his drink yeah. and everything and they never zoom in on the bottle. To, to make you think that he's being drugged. Right. They don't do anything to make you think that Bogart's being slipped to Mickey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to stand up, and it's, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And, you know, right down he tries head. to get up. He starts knocking all of his shit down, and and you realize, okay, obviously he's been drugged. Yeah. But before that, they don't give you any indication. In movies nowadays, you know, they'll, they'll you know, edit a scene to the bottle so you know, oh, okay, he's being. Yeah. You
1: know, because you're not
0: out. smart enough to figure it out yourself. but. Right. You, well, you actually are. Yeah. You just got to watch, you know, the film. Yeah. And uh, Rap, while, while he's man. down on the ground, Wilmer comes in there, and Rap. Joel comes out of the room too. And hot damn, they're all working together. Yeah. And Wilmer just boot to the head. Well, I mean, yeah. low blow. You know, real dick move. You know, no, the guy's no. already down, and you're gonna boot him to the head. Well, it
1: shows to his character. I mean, yes. that's,
0: that's the character he's playing. I mean, uh, now we don't uh, know where they're going yet. Mm. All right. And here's how we're going to find out and get to the part you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, say. when uh, oh. Sam Spade finally comes to, yes. you know, he's in the apartment, Gutman's apartment. It's okay. dark. Instead of leaving, mm-hmm. he kind of starts plundering around a little bit, turning the place upside down, looking for any kind of clue he can. Mm-hmm. Um, picks up a newspaper. Yeah. Looks at the newspaper and sees that someone has circled um, a schedule for a boat coming in. Um, I forgot the name of the boat but um, it's coming in and it, it's circled so he figures you it's know, the it says, SS Falcon no it's like Palermo or I don't know <laughs> some shit like that <laughs> My, okay. but anyway he figures For okay shit. maybe that's where they're going that gives him the clue so he goes down to the docks sure as shit that, that boat is on fire
1: yeah
0: and uh, damn it I'm yeah every, he's told everybody got off okay off the boat okay nobody got killed thank god um, I was worried goes back to his office and this is where you know he's talking to his secretary and this is where a guy just stumbles into the office this ends up being the the ship captain
1: um he's got a big overcoat on a hat right. and he's, now obviously he's, he's in the know a little bit
0: yeah. um and it was actually it's um I'm not sure who's the one who directed him to go there. I think it was probably Bridget O'Shaughnessy uh, I th- I th- yeah, that yeah. You know, tipped him to to take the mm-hmm. Falcon there. It's a big parcel. Gives it to him, falls down. They back. allude he's, to he, that in a little shot, bit. You know, he's yeah. a bunch of times, you know, and uh,
1: yeah, he's like, he opens
0: it up. We don't get to see it yet,
1: but... Spade goes there. By all the wounds, it looks like this just happened a few moments ago. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's like, yeah. I'm
0: surprised he made it all the way here, bleeding the way he is. Yeah. So they never really find out how he gets rid of that body either. I mean, does he call the police and they come take him away? And
1: oh yeah, no, he 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 tells um, Effie uh-huh. uh, to. Not mention the package.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. But to call
1: the police call and the say police. this guy stumbled in, but don't include all this right. about and the then, Falcon and, and stuff. And that right? I took
0: the call. and yeah. Don't mention the package. And I had to hurry uh, up. Who uh, did leave. he take the call for? He he gets a call from what he thinks is O'Shaughnessy panicking.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think she gives a, an address over the phone. Right. So here's the idea. The, the idea is that, you know, he's going to go out looking for her. They're going to have time to come over there and get the parcel. Right. And, and split, you know, all these crooks. doesn't work that way because um, he ends up taking that parcel to, this, I think he does this first where he goes and takes it to, like, a train station and puts it, like, in a locker and gets right, the right. ticket for yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and puts
1: the ticket in an envelope and mails it to his office, right, I believe. Right, right. Yeah.
0: And then uh, he catches a taxi to For this later on, to this address. Know. Ends up just being an empty lot. You know, it was a wild goose chase. It was nothing. Um, so it, we're going to come down to basically sort of like the final showdown here, really, um, in a nutshell. Um, it's going to take place in um, Spade's apartment. We're going to have Gutman. We're going to have Wilmer. We're going to have O'Shaughnessy. We're going to have Joel, uh, Joel Cairo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Everybody... It's insane, Right. And, you know, and, and Bogart, before he was slipped at Mickey, was offered $25,000 for the Falcon right. plus a quarter of whatever its value is. Right. So, I mean, you know, if it's worth a million dollars, we're talking $250,000. Right. You know, plus the 25000 Right. So um, he's, he's got money coming. So they know he's got it. Yeah. They know he's got it. They don't know where it is. They are all at his place, you know. Um, Gutman gives him sort of like some good faith money, he gives him $10,000. Yeah. And um, he's like, hey, we were talking about a lot more money than this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, you know, just you know, Take a for down me. payment. You know?
1: Sc- Scout's honor, that's all I can afford Yeah, right that's now. all he says. Yeah, Scout's honor, that's all yeah. I could raise right yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Go figure. He goes, okay. And you're like, when can you get it? You know, I can get it here soon. I can get it here soon. So By morning. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Cuz yeah, they need that ticket or whatever to be able to get the, you know, Effie's in on it a little bit too. She's the one who's going to get the get the mail, go to go to the train station, get the, you know, the the parcel and bring it up. So, um, I, I love
1: what ensues though from from this point on mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, the dialogue between all of them.
0: Right. H- Him, and I can't do it justice.
1: Yeah, I, there's no way. This the whole scene is basically the breakdown of the movie of you know who's, who are they going to blame this on?
0: Well, because how are they going to get away with it? Right. Well, that's one of uh, Bogart's character, Sam Spade. That's one of his conditions. Yeah. He's like, I need somebody to pin these murders on of Thursby and, and Archer, yeah. my partner. And this is his way. He's like, because yeah. this ten thousand is going to be worthless to me because they're going to come after me, right. and I'm the one that's going to hang for it. Yeah. So so he points like, to Wilmer. He's like, how about him? You know, although they alluded to
1: Joel and Iva, I mean Bridget, uh, a little bit, but it came down to Wilmer. You know, he's right. like someone. Well, he don't like him anyway. Fault. So how about right, him? Right, right. He gave him that
0: good kick to the head. Yeah. So uh, and Wilmer's just you know he's oh, oh he's hot. God. And uh, Gutman is saying, you know, I love him like a son. You know, yeah. I can't. And he's like, all right, I got another idea. It's not as good as the first one, but give him Joel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> and, and he's, you know, stroking his cane. And he'd probably do oh. just fine in prison. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I don't think so. But uh, it basically comes down to they're going to give him Wilmer. They're going to give the police Wilmer. He'll give take the Wilmer. fall for the whole thing. Right. Um, mm. You know, gives him a little, you know, Shot in the face there, and knock him down. Knocks him out, and he's he, he's and out I love on the, the, when, uh, the counter. I mean, when he the, says to, when Gutman says to Wilmer, like the sofa. You know, if you lose a son, you can always get another, but there's only one Maltese Falcon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty cold-hearted. Pretty, you know. Yes, Effie brings the parcel. Yeah. They open it up, and there it is. The we finally see the Maltese Falcon. This mcguffin that's been going on through the whole movie. It, I, I like the little. Sequence. I love the word MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, but man. I mean, it drives. It, it, we don't see it till the end, but it's been driving the motivations and, and actions of all these characters.
1: But I, I still, that, that scene that continued on, though, With I, I love how they, like, he, they're all laying on the
0: couch, sleeping, Oh yeah, Smoking, resting. they're all smoking. That, that, that's like the part that Jack Warner saw that drove him nuts. Like, they're all smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Gutman's reading a
1: book, you know, and they're just waiting. And, and, and I love how, because they're all laying around, uh, Spade gets up. And, and he turns the light switch off, which is just a little bob on the wall. Mm-hmm. doesn't do nothing. No. It doesn't get any
0: dimmer. No, not really. But anyways. <laughs> this, like, but yeah, that, that but is, yeah I mean, and then she comes, yeah, with the... You know, They open it up, and it's like, okay, now we have to see if it's real. Scrape some of that enamel away. Gutman see if there's, freaks, man, and he just goes it to ends town. up being a fake. Yeah. Yeah. There's no gold underneath it. He's going, it's, oh my god, no, no, this is actually, lead. Um, this is lead. There, there were four of these manufactured for the film. Um, it, it is the ones that have survived. Humphrey Bogart dropped one and broke it. Um, there's another one that's like in the Warner Museum, mm-hmm. and you can see that the tail is bented from Bogart dropping it again. Uh. And, and there was another. I don't know about bented. The, 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 You said it, it was the, the tail. The tail is bended, Bented bent. I okay, bended? Well. Yeah, I, I used improper English. Was so. it rubber? No, I don't know, it wasn't actually made out of lead, but whatever they made it out of, probably whatever metal, it bent. Bent. The tail feathers is bent a little bit huh. from him dropping <laughs> it. And then one of them just, I, I think like a piece broke off of it. when, okay. You know, because I'm sure they made it cheap, you know, yeah. it's, it's probably not you know a high quality. <laughs> right. But it ends up being the ones that exist, if there's one or two, um, probably the most collectible movie memorabilia ever it's 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 worth well over a million dollars yeah i think it just
1: surpassed the uh ruby slippers in the wizard of oz Uh,
0: probably i I mean from what i had i had read and what i gathered that it's one of the most prized uh pieces of movie memorabilia ever um so yes the 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 maltese falcon fake worthless (laughs) and so now he says well i
1: love the reaction by gutman and I, th- I, like, thought eh. was, I thought I thought he, I thought no, I thought he was going to keel over. Did you? It see?
0: looked like he was going to. And I, he grabs
1: it, the back of his neck, like, oh my god! I thought he was having a heart attack. I thought
0: he was having a stroke or something too. And I'm like going, because I what hadn't seen the... it. I didn't exactly remember. I was waiting for. I to remember fall how the over. movie ended, but I didn't remember what happened to some of the ancillary characters. Yeah. And. I but thought, oh my but God, no. Is he having a stroke?
1: Yeah, I, I'm like, what the fuck was, it, it was kinda all like. About? <sighs> all right.
0: But, but we've got to go turned, back to Istanbul to, and... And then he straightened up and like he was, uh, yeah, just a weird scene. Yeah, he, he's... Very odd, but... He's telling Joel, okay, we're just going to have to go back to Istanbul where this ended and Joel, Joel reach, goes, you know, re, you know yes, re-engage the journey. Yes, I'm in. Yes. You know, and uh, he even asked Sam to come. He's like, you know, you, you're, you're a good man to know. You're a good judge of character. <laughs> I could probably use you. No, thank you, sweetheart.
1: You know? <laughs> so, so Gutman and Joel head out of the
0: apartment. Wilmer escaped. In the scuffle, when they were yeah. checking out the, the Maltese Falcon, Wilmer jumps out a window. Yeah. So O'Shaughnessy's still there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam Smith picks up the phone, calls, calls Tom, his, his, the police. his police officer friend Tom, describes Wilmer to him, says, be careful, he's hot, he's, he's armed, probably, yeah. you know, watch him. And he describes the other two, Gutman and Joel Cairo. Says and they're where going they're going. To,
1: yeah, the hotel, but yep. and and then they're leaving on a ship, but he saying, should be able to catch that, you know. So yeah. they're the
0: ones to blame for the murders. Yeah. Of uh, Thursby and uh, right. Yeah, Miles. And Thursday. then it's just the two of them. And, and you know, she's thinking, you know, yeah, the, there, there's some connection between them that that, that her miles have worked on him.
1: Yeah, the interaction between those two with with him trying to get all the information as possible out of her mm-hmm. and her thinking i've swayed him i think he loves me uh-huh. you know we and can in a way he kind of does but... yeah because there's that what he says afterwards about right. you know
0: um ugh, but uh, deep you know he, he he basically puts it all together you know he's not buying any of her crap he's like if i keep you
1: if, if i let this go -hmm. You'll have this held over my
0: head, right? How do I know you're not going to put a slug into me? At some, put a couple holes in me at some point because of it. He can't trust her, even if he does feel feel a certain. And that's where he's sitting down and he's talking about his partner and how you know you have to do something about that And she's just breaking down and breaking down. He finally says, you know, he puts his hand on her neck. He's like, I hope they don't hang you by that beautiful neck, honey. He's like, chances are you'll get life. Means our words—you'll words, get, get out in twenty years. Yeah, and our words like, can't. do. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I was
1: just gonna say, our words can't do oh, no. the scenes justice no, because
0: how he says it to her.
1: Yeah, and, and how he moves, and then the expression in his You've—if
0: you've never seen it, you've got to see it. I and mean, then it just, after you've but, seen it, you realize that they kind of told you the whole time. Like she's always wearing something with like stripes on it like like she's in jail her pajamas were striped yeah. um when the police come after he says these lines to her yeah. and they they take her because he's giving her up he's yeah. like you know you killed my partner I'm, you're, you're going down for it right and even when they put her in the elevator you know the bars it looks like bars like she's in jail and yeah, yeah. and uh that other detective you know he after they, the cops have taken her away he's holding the maltese Falcon. He's like you know what is this thing anyways and he's, Just the classic line, you know, stuff dreams are made of.
1: Yeah, and ends right there. That's the end of the movie. And not a wasted
0: minute in this movie. Everything is critical to the story. Um, Just, you know, the lights and shadows and everything about this film is just perfection. And there's a reason why it was one of the first films placed on the American Registry of Films. There's a reason why it's considered to be one of the greatest films ever made, mm-hmm. and although not a horror film, a great film, and we're always touting how fun it is to watch these oldies, you know, whether oh, it's yeah. a universal horror film or another pre-code horror film or one of these old gangster pictures or noir pictures, nothing more oh, fun yeah. than just being by yourself yep. at night, you know, nobody's around, you just put it on your TV and and just, you know, settle in and just watch a great story. Oh, yeah. You know, Love and, it, um, Ted. I mean, not enough people watch these, and you know my kids have to watch them, so you know I'm, I'm trying to carry on the tradition.
1: Let again, yeah. And, and if you're watching our channel and and saying, you know, what the heck is this, the Maltese Falcon? Um, yeah, I mean, introduce yourself to film noir mood mm-hmm. of the '40s. Early 50s. And if you like this one,
0: I mean, this is sort of the cream of the cream. Yeah. But a lot of the ones that Dino mentioned are really good, too. Hit him up. He'll, he'll tell you which ones to go for. Oh, I mean. He knows a bit more about them than I do. But, I mean, that one is, like, the best. I haven't if you seen like too that, many bad ones. Even the cheap, cheaper b and you can film on, noir. They're all yeah. There's tons geez, of. So if good. you go on Wikipedia and, and you look up film noir, they'll give you a list of like what oh, yeah. some of the better ones. You mm-hmm. know, the ones that are really popular. A lot of them have Bogart in them. Not all of them. Right. right. But um, you know, The Big Sleep certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you can just use that as a, as a as a guide. A list, yeah, yeah guide. Yeah. But um, definitely, you know, you're a little bit more knowledgeable on them than I am. And this is probably. Do you Get think it's the best one out of? Out of all the film noir, *Maltese
1: Falcon* definitely, for many different reasons, is my favorite film noir of all right. time. I mean, and if you and, and watch I, it and
0: you don't like it, yeah, I probably wouldn't bother with any others. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, but if you watch if you it, you don't and you're like, dig cool, it. I yeah. want more. But
1: you know, if you dig it, you got a lot of. <laughs> there's so many avenues you could take from this. I mean, I'm talking, you know, this could, would lead into all the other film noir. But then you can go to the detective. I I would say check out, you know, Peter Lorre and his Mr. Moto series. Even Boris Karloff had a a a series of Fu Manchu, Mm -hmm. which is kind of the same kind of detective type
0: film. Hammer did film horrors before they started getting into horror films. They did, you know, Hammer did lots of different movies before they got into horror. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan with Mantan Moreland. Mantan Marlon, One of the funniest guys you'll ever One of the funniest
1: black men you will ever know. And in you his can go on YouTube movies. and listen to some of his stand up comedy
0: and it's filthy. It is so he, funny. he he was in one of the earlier shows King of the we Zombies. King of the Zombies. what was the other one? Revenge of the Zombies or something like we did it we did a double feature. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: it was we we did a couple of those back in the day. We used to do two movies.
1: Yeah, 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 no, that was a fun one because the movie was great, and Mantan Moreland is great,
0: and he's great in Charlie Chan. Mm-hmm. He usually plays the taxi driver. Um, yeah. A lot of them are on Amazon Prime. I've got them in my list. I haven't yeah. gotten to watch a lot of them yet, but a lot of those. My movies favorite, are
1: there. my favorite, has always been Sidney Toler, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Charlie Chan, um, because it's more comical during that period. Um, before that, you had during the 30s and on, uh, you had Warner Olin. Who played it a little bit more serious and towards the end um, started getting his his number one son. um,
0: Ah, number one son.
1: Yeah, and and started to get. Like, I think Mantan Moreland was in a couple of the older Warner Olin Charlie Chans. Mm -hmm. But before that, you had bit characters that I'm not going to get into talking about them because, you know, race, for race reasons, because. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of the older movies they are depicted, relics of their time. Keep that in they mind. They are relics of the time, and, and a lot of times the uh, the black man was portrayed in what they were back in the day. And and two characters in particular in the early Charlie Chan, uh, Charlie Chan goes to Egypt. Uh, the character in there, the sidekick, was, you know, even I cringe a little bit at how he acts and and the way they. Portray his character, mm-hmm. um, but technically there were characters. I mean, in real life, you know the poor. I'm going. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. I'm going to stop there. You know how old Hollywood was, right. and but but it doesn't take away from the movies themselves. No. They they are iconic. Um, Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the same way, but a, a little bit more
0: serious we got to do a show so with these Charlie Chans because that will kick me in the ass to start watching them. Oh, I've got them all God. saved in my list. Every single one of them that's on Amazon Prime. I have it saved and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh,
1: yeah. You've
0: you got to make it a you show. You haven't watched any of them. No, not a one and I want to. Fudge. But, see, we got to make it a show in the Fudge. future because that will okay. make me watch
1: I'll it. I'll pick the best one out of all of them and we will watch that. We'll do a Warner show. Warner Olin also played, not the detective, but a... Uh, what would you call it? It, it, his character was played in uh, Werewolf of London. Um, he was kind of after the werewolf, the character. I forget who he played. He wasn't a detective. He was just he wasn't a private eye. He was just a, maybe a scientist, somebody interested, or... something like that. He okay. was he was interested in what what was going on with the werewolf. Like, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, we did that a long time ago, didn't we? Yeah, we did that. Did we do werewolf? I believe
0: we've been doing we this did. for four years. I can't remember. I okay,
1: know. we may have done it in the past, but, but but if we didn't, oh well. I, I guess I we I, will probably because I've I've watched it so many times. But anyways, um,
0: my god, this was fun to talk about. Yes, man. watch this movie. Give it a uh. chance. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, so you might have to rent it somewhere, or uh, you know maybe your uncle has it. You can find it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, do a
1: search. Yeah. You know, it's well worth watching. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we are the late, late horror show. And again, we don't want to be pigeonholed. And every now and then we're going to do something, you know, that we just love. Whether mm-hmm. it be a comedy, whether it be something like this. Sometimes and, we need a couple weeks break. Yeah, and technically, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd love to introduce the younger audience or people to something like this. I mean, there's a whole genre. I mean, Bogarts is so cool. Uh, just drips cool. I, I mean, goddamn, If you haven't. Even if you're young, if you haven't watched any Bogart movies, mm-hmm. uh, and you love movies, man, you got to. You, you got to start with Max. When I slap you, you'll take it and you'll like it. Oh, that's just <laughs> perfect, man. Yeah, that's
0: best picture right there. I mean, you know. But anyways,
1: <laughs> but anyways there you go, man. Um, again, you know, this was a fun show. I appreciate it. You guys let us go ahead and, and wander a bit out of our mm-hmm. our zone here on the channel and uh It's healthy. Yeah, yeah. And uh so th- so there you go, man. Um Fantastic. Not sure what we'll do. Well, you know what? We we're, we're going to be able to stream live next week. We're and, ungrounded next week. And Ted wants to do a Star Wars extravaganza live. I want
0: all of you to jump on the on the message board here. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to go toe to toe about what's cool about Star Wars, what sucks. He
1: means the chat, and I know all you guys are,
0: (laughs) you know, geeks like me and love it too. I want you all to come on, and let's talk about what we know about the new one what sucked about Last Jedi, everything. You're going to have to um, look
1: into the new movie a little bit, too, because we'll get plenty I know, of not, questions on that.
0: I know everything that you guys know. I mean, yeah. you know, they okay. haven't released a whole lot of details yet, so... But, yeah, I mean... Even though I really have no intention of paying money to go see it in a theater, I still keep up with what's going on. I'd <laughs> like to know how they're going to ruin it more. We're Star so. Wars fans.
1: See, that's the thing. We're, we're fans of a lot of these things, but we hate that we've been... Given what we've been given after the love we've had from
0: the three original. I spent a lot of goddamn money. Yeah. And this is what I get. So, if you guys are interested Mm -hmm. in that, next week, hopefully, maybe we'll do that. And in true form, it'll be a good show. Long show, man. We're going to talk about everything. Have fun. Take your
1: questions. I'll leave no
0: movie unturned. Yep. You know. Except Solo. I haven't watched Solo yet. Maybe I'll watch it before.
1: Well, I could talk about Solo. but unless I'll watch got... it before we do the show. That way uh, I've seen them all. Okay, okay. We <laughs> yeah, well, well good, good luck. Eh, you know, a, a lot of these films I could say, uh, but, I mean, Solo wasn't bad, but, you know, uh
0: if you have to say it like that, then it's a turd. I know, <laughs> so, I know. I'm trying to be. P- so anyway, we're thinking about that for next week. Just a, you know, something fun, yeah, and uh, to come back live with, because yeah, it's for some reason, and then back to horror. Yes, yeah. So. For some reason, that subject just gets the emotions going and yeah. gets people going, and I like that. Yeah. So okay, because so it go. means yeah, yeah. a lot of different things to a lot of different people, oh, just yeah. like a movie like we just did today.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. And with the new movie coming out, Star Wars, yeah, it'll be a lot to say. Uh, I know that much. So uh, that's what you'll probably get next week. Um, Look forward to it live. And uh, check out all the links below again. And let us know what you think or thought, if you're still here, (laughs) watching and listening, um, in the comments below. If you're on iTunes, as always, um, leave us feedback, positive feedback. Uh, hit the five stars or whatever. Um, yeah, always five. I should always be saying this at the beginning of the show because that's, you know, where we get it's the bulk of the people. Going but to say it? <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you know. But anyway, uh, we do everything ass back. Hey, I appreciate sure. everything. Um, I'm
0: glad there's 22 people or whatever that'll listen to it. So, <laughs>
1: well, hey, there's just plenty of on iTunes. We, we've we've just gone over 5,000 subs. So happy about that. Yeah. Um, Horror Town. Our, our face, my Facebook group, um, just went over ten thousand members, so uh, appreciate that. Go check that did out. You start that group. I did. Look at it, he started that. I did ten thousand members and growing. So, anyways, um, that's more
0: than what's on the Star Wars page. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's, I'm sure the <laughs> Star Wars pages with or groups even with like hundreds of thousands. But
1: anyways, until next time, you guys. I'm Dino. Stay frosty, sweetheart. Ah, see?
0: Yeah.
1: Later.